Hi, I'm Bo, and us at You Got to Know stand with the Writers Guild of America. All the Guild is asking for is a small 3% of profits, and that studios will not replace them with AI. This is a small demand in the grand scheme of Hollywood, and Hollywood would not exist without writers. Hey everyone, I just wanted to pop in before this episode starts to give a small apology for the sound quality, because it turns out uh, I messed up settings, and this was all recorded on my laptop mic. I promise, well, I can't promise this will be the last time we have audio issues, but I promise this specific one will hopefully never happen again. Okay, dude, you gotta know about this show. Two bisexuals in ancient Greece just literally did everything. Every historical event they had a hand in. <laughs> Two bisexuals? Sign me up. Yeah, I believe so. Because he like threw the megaphone he was using and like I think he ended up falling to and Gabrielle was spending so long trying to get it, but then like this booming voice, you know, tells him to stop. And there's this whole thing at the end where Pizina's like, you know, you did really good actually yeah, managing to get that megaphone uh, from that precarious place. She's like, I didn't. I'm like, what? God? I always was like vaguely weirded out by the Christian stuff in this show yeah. uh, later on. But watching it as an adult, there's more stuff where I'm sitting here like, wait a minute, what the f I cannot describe how excited I am that you like Xena. <laughs> I am so into it, which, I mean, you are not the first person in my life who's tried to get me to watch Xena. I think my mom tried to get me to watch yeah. Xena, but, like... Most of the shows that I've, like, tried to get you into... The problem is you've that, been like... before. <laughs> yeah. The problem is that, like, in order for me to actually, like, watch something, you have to, like, strap me to the chair and tape my <laughs> eyes open to get me to watch it. I will... <laughs> Oh, I will a clockwork orange you through all of my favorite shows, my dude. Good. Maybe that is I'll what actually... this podcast is. Maybe they'll <laughs> actually consume some media. <laughs> Xena is like an old favorite of mine. It It's quite delightful to rewatch it as an adult mm -hmm. because I did not watch it in its entirety in, uh, in middle school <laughs> when I was introduced to it. Yeah. I just like jumped around and watched whatever As you do, in whatever order. It is um, one of those shows that you can yeah. do that. Like there is some lore that happens and mm -hmm. you're like, okay, I know I missed something. Who are you again? Yeah. Or why is this person here? Or where are we? Mm -hmm. Who are you people? Where's my mom? <laughs> I'm scared. But there's not very many instances of that. So yeah. you can just like literally pick up wherever. It's my favorite kind of format, which is it is episodic, but there is a serialized like character arc or yeah. a serialized B plot. Yeah, like if you like looked really hard in an episode, if you just randomly picked one, you'd mm -hmm. probably be able to figure out where the plot line it is, even yeah. if you don't remember the plot line that well. Mm -hmm. Unless you're me, in which case <laughs> I genuinely have had no idea what's been going on a little bit for like all of it, but that's because this is the first time I've ever watched Xena. Yeah. And, I never and it's also still season one, things are still going on, uh, but I'm a little- Getting situated. Yeah, but a little backstory. This show is just one in a long line. Uh, this is not the first time we have talked about Sam Raimi. 
me and the, the unknowable guest uh, talked about American Gothic back in the day. I'm going to have to show you that. I just don't know how to because it was released out of order. Oh, fun. And there are many speculated correct orders. Sam Raimi, please let us know what the official order is. Mm -hmm. I would love to know. Um, so I will just take you through, like, the best order we can. Or I could make you watch it with me in release order because I've been meaning to do that. <laughs> Anyways. Could be fun. American Gothic aside, we are familiar with Sam Raimi on this show. You're familiar with him. I've... Have you seen the old Spider-Man trilogy with Tobey Maguire? No. What the f <laughs> Every single time you ask me if I've seen something, and every time I say no, and every time you're surprised, you should not be surprised by this point, Bestie. Follow, follow my finger. You see where it's pointing? In the dark? You see the door? You see the door? You want me to go in the dark, Bestie? I would like you to step out that door and kindly remove your ass from my house. Just Get hop out on of my, my bike and leave. Get out of my house. No. What do you mean you haven't seen? If I have, it's been so long that I don't remember watching it. Emo Spider-Man? No. Oh my god. Oh, we don't have time to talk about this. You cannot comprehend how little I care about superheroes as a concept. Like, Speedaman kind of cool, and Batman, and whatnot, but, like... Okay, we... This... This is not gonna be binding, but as far as it stands now, we are doing superheroes next season. Oh, God. I love you so much. I care more about Sonic the Hedgehog than superheroes. <sighs> oh, I should watch Sonic Boom when I get home. I, I love you. <laughs> I love you. Said so begrudgingly. I'm. We're moving on. We're moving on. We're gonna talk about Zena now. Yay! So summary. First oh, season of. So summary. Oh, open curtains. <laughs> Zeno renounces her ways as a warlord before Red taking up charge of a small village against an old ally. There, she meets the young bard, Gabrielle, who joins her on her journey. I feel like, like, every time I hear the B word, I think of my D&D &D character that was absolutely useless because I didn't know how to play a bard. <laughs> and I feel like in the very beginning, it's like, that was Gabby, too, going on an adventure, except yeah. she didn't know how to swing a stick and hit something. <laughs> I adore Gabrielle. I, I love her so much. I, She's such a girl boss. She like, is. actually. Also, how cute are her outfits? They are so cute. I would, like, genuinely yeah. wear a lot of the stuff that she wears. Shout out to the costume department. Yes. Like, her iconic, like, blue blouse mm -hmm. and brown skirt. Like, that outfit is genuinely really cute. It is adorable. Cottagecore girlies. Take inspiration. Literally. Um, aspire to be Gabrielle. Mm, okay. A fun fact I learned oh, recently no. about Xena's costume. Oh, no. Um, all of the, like, carved details and, like, the intricate, like, metal work or mm -hmm. whatever it's supposed to be. This show was shot in New Zealand. A lot of the cast, they're from New Zealand. They're New Zealanders. Lucy Lawless is. That confused the hell out of me when I learned it the first time because <laughs> I had only ever heard her speaking in 
an American accent. Um, it's like that, anyway. It's like that one time when um, when I heard the guy who played doing an American accent for the first time because yeah. I had only ever seen him in with the British accent. Yeah, and then I heard him with his American accent, like some like show clip or something, and I was like. Hoopst? Yeah. It was so weird. All of that carbs detail on Xena's costume was done by a Maori artist and it's Maori designs. Yay! And that explains so much about the aesthetic choices because I've always looked at Xena's costume just like, this is gorgeous, but it's not what I think of when I think of like ancient Greece and like that yeah. explains it. It's not ancient Greece. Yeah. Well, a lot of the costumes aren't. A lot I, of them are, but Xena's isn't. Yeah. But honestly, I love the costumes in this show. The costumes are so good. They are gorgeous. I love something that looks like it could have been like just a fantasy costume. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But it's a little zhuzhed up. It's because like, they're always a little zhuzhed up. A little bit. But, like, this is something that you could probably make from your closet if yeah. you had, like, a pretty sized yeah. wardrobe. It just wouldn't be as sparkly. Here's what it is. It feels like the person, like, when you're a kid and you ask the person in your life who has, like, actual costuming experience to make your Halloween costume. Yeah. That's what it feels like. Yeah. Like, when you're going to your kid and you go up to, like, your aunt or mm -hmm. your mom or something who, like, actually knows yeah. what she's doing with a sewing machine. Mom, make me a costume and she makes <laughs> and you the best costume yeah. anybody that Halloween is going to see on their doorstep. My mom did that. <laughs> my mommy made my costume for me. It's really sparkly. Yeah. She put all the sequins on it that I wanted. Oh, no. My mom actually did do that. My mom sewed <sighs> my costumes until I was, like, 12. Oh. And she... We... It was, like... A whole thing. We would go to, we would go through all of the pattern options, mm -hmm. and we would usually end up choosing one. But we would not just choose one costume from it. We would sit it down and be like, "Okay, what's your favorite part of each?" And she would just put those together. Oh, that's so great! My favorite one was um, I forget. God, I forget how old I was. It had to have been like the third or fourth grade, I think, and I was a mm -hmm. vampire. With one of my friends. We were vampires. <laughs> of course you are. And she just made me what was like the most elaborate goddamn gown for a 12, for like a fourth grader. It had like those like labyrinth gown sleeves mm -hmm. and it had like the Cinderella um oh my god double skirt thing going on she made you a and... vampire ball gown <laughs> yeah and it had like oh a course oh my god and then like um a couple years later my school had this renaissance thing oh no and uh she made me like the most elaborate renaissance costume for it Just it was, like, historically accurate down to the T because my mom studied art history. Every specifically casual like Renaissance. wet dream is the one yes. fair. <laughs> my mom studied, like, Renaissance art. Oh, my God. So I had the best costume in that whole hall. You, you and I have vastly different <laughs> Halloween experiences. I think 
I was a pumpkin one year, and then I was a cat, I had a little cat suit on and everything. Well, when I was a little kid, I was in pretty simple things. But then, like... Like, I was a... I I was, like, a Dalmatian. I was a ghost. Yeah. Well, you were getting all Mm -hmm. these fancy costumes. I was, like... Like, usually I was just like, I'm gonna be a skeleton this year. And then when I hit about eight or nine, I was just like, I'm gonna be the Grim Reaper. And I've been the Grim Reaper every <laughs> single year since. And yes, I do go trick-or-treating to this day. And every year I am the Grim Reaper. Except for that one year when I wore my fursuit. But like, yeah. I just made it. I wanted people to look at my mm-hmm. creation. And then I went back to being the Grim Reaper. Yeah. <laughs> and I've been wearing the same robe since I was yeah. 12. It's always a little different every year. But that's yeah. like when you stopped wearing the little cheek glowies. And yeah. when you stopped. I- I uh, could wear the little cheek glowies, actually. Yeah. I still have them. I and just... when you had, like, the pumpkin head. Yeah. I've, I still never figured out how to put the cheek, like, the battery pack for yeah. the cheek glowies on my body without it putting, like, a big square lump somewhere on my black, mm-hmm. like, shapeless form. Mm-hmm. It's just void person. Dark void face. Glowy eyes. Except why does the void person have a big square battery pack lump on their, like... <laughs> Hip or Rip. chest or torso somewhere. Rip. All right, let's get back. Yeah. Back to Xena. <laughs> All right, so fresh out the gate, Xena leaves uh, Gabby at a tavern and scouts on ahead. She is immediately wounded uh, and has to empower a village to defend themselves. And because of this episode, to this day, I know how to treat an arrow wound. Yeah. I will never forget that. I can never... That's the opening scene. I will it never really forget It really is. That. Like, you're just like, here, I'm gonna watch a show, but also just have yeah. medical <laughs> advice beamed into my brain. Because this episode follows Xena, um, who meets a single father with three adorable kids uh, and their village is overtaken and she has to, like, teach them I to barely remember themselves. any of the things from any yeah. of the episodes we watched in, the, like, the, um... In the very beginning of the season, but I do yeah. definitely remember the single dad and his mm-hmm. adorable children. Yeah. And that episode was just so cute. It was, it was so like, sweet. It like, was so it, sweet. Oh my god. Like, these children basically adopted her. Yeah, it's like, you are our new mother. You're, you are mommy now. We love you. Please don't leave. Yeah. It, <laughs> it was so cute. God. And the little mute girl who hadn't oh, talked yes. and her mom died. <gasps> She started talking to Xena! Ah! Her first words are, no, you you don't get to go. Xena, please don't go. Ah! Ah! ah. ah. I'm actually crying. It's so <laughs> Me cute. too. God, this is immediately then followed by Gabrielle getting kidnapped by the cult of Morpheus. Anyway, on to something else. Um, yeah. he, here's and, a nice little heartwarming family yeah. moment where Xena is shown love and affection yeah. from these children and their single dad. Now here's Xena astral projecting into the void to face her like disappointments oh. and fears and regrets oh, to be able God. to save Gabrielle. Wholesome family moment. Drama. <coughs> Rescue the bestie. Oh, oh my God. God. And then the episode after that, um, they... <laughs> They uh, they come into care of an infant. This infant is the subject of a prophecy. This prophecy is that he will usurp his father. So it's like a vaguely Oedipus thing. Um, but on top of that, 
they're doing all this uh, with the descendant of Pandora, who is oh yeah, they are. yeah, who is entrusted to like keep the box because the last thing in Pandora's box is uh, hope. hope, and if that escapes, the world's the world. Oh my god! And like everything, everything's works out. Everything, everything's fine. Everything's fine, but like. <laughs> There are so many things with outside lore oh that are all God. happening together at yeah. once in this show. Okay. It's like, oh, I've heard that story and that story, but why are they happening at the same yeah. time? Okay, but after this is when one of the long-term stories begins. Yeah. This is when Ares is introduced, because Ares frames Xena for murder and oh. essentially tells her, okay, I can get you out of this. You just have to go back to your old ways. And she says, nope. You. Yeah. She literally, like, is almost executed for a crime uh -huh. she didn't commit before Gabrielle exposes that mm. Ares did this all. Yeah. That is not the last we will see of him. Oh, it is not. <laughs> yeah, and then... Uh, I like Ares. He's cool in, like, a oh, yeah. little bitch kind of way. Oh, yeah. And he was so well cast. Yeah, that dude oh, my looks God. like an Ares. He looks like a... <laughs> this person is... The god of war, and he's here to fuck shit up. Why are you looking at me like that? Because you're an Aries. I do have a very nice jawline. You <laughs> I'm, I'm literally, okay, though, I've actually been, like, looking at you, like, your cheekbones are really standing out. They are! You're not the only person who said that! Like, your it's face is looking trait. very carved. I didn't even do your, the contour. Your face is maturing. My face is maturing. It's because I'm losing weight and I no longer look like 12-year-old me, but chunkier. Now I look like 16-year-old me, yeah. but slightly chunkier. Yeah. Okay. So I look like an Aries. <laughs> So, uh, their tangle with the supernatural isn't over because Gabrielle immediately stumbles into a cave where people are trying to awaken the Titans. Yep, she <laughs> sure does. Things yep. just keep happening to Gabby. Yep, she, she does awaken them. Xena then has to protect the nearby village that um, the Titans are demanding sacrifice from. But, of course, they all turn against each other because it's two men and a woman and... Things get weird because people are, they're in like a love triangle. One of the other guys kills the other with a rock. Yeah, it's there's a murder. And then, with a rock. Yeah. And then one of them um, helps Gabby put them back. Yeah. Here's the funny thing. I, I'm not a hundred percent, but I would have to double check the cast, which I'm not going to do right now. I'm sorry, but I'm pretty sure that one of those Titans plays a titan in charm huh in like the exact same story that's a, <laughs> pretty much that's an interesting type to keep being okay cast because for. because here's the thing like you know what okay diagnosis this hope, titan in particular i really hope that i remember this when we get to that point when we eventually cover charmed I really hope I remember this so that we can talk about that. Yeah, we will have to check on yes. that because I want to know if this this person has yeah. just been chosen to be this one particular titan. Because I think, I things. think, I think, I think. You but do? also, I. <laughs> 
Then we get the Sisyphus story because, of course, we get more mythology and we get Sisyphus entrapping Celesta. Of course, Xena was everywhere in all the stories, every single one. Okay, this one though does introduce a villain who comes back later, which is this warlord that Xena kills in the beginning, or he dies somehow in the beginning, mm-hmm. but he comes back because Celesta has been, you know, she's been captured yeah. and her candle's burning down. So like. Oh no, the world is cursed with undeath. Mm-hmm. Um, no one can die. Yeah. Everyone hates it. So, this uh, undead warlord dude just goes around killing everyone. Just, but they're not dying. Just for shits and giggles. Yeah. Just because. And of course, they save the day. And of course, because they save the day, everyone is dead. Yeah, everyone dies. <laughs> everyone is dead. Let's do a speed round. Oh no. Real quick. I think Okay. I'm going to i I'm going to give you the episode summary and we both have to say a thought. We were getting into I think we're nearing the part where we were watching and I was really, really stoned. So <laughs> Bro. I may not Okay. You remember I saw yes, that one time. Yes, I, I remember my ears stopped working. I couldn't perceive things around me. I was looking at my phone and unable to read things, so I have Pro. No idea what some of these episodes even were. I remember. Okay. We are still going to try yeah. and do this because, you know, maybe it'll jog your memory. Maybe it will. I do remember some <laughs> things from the episode. I wasn't completely blind and deaf, only okay. partially. They find the Amazons. Oh, Gabrielle yeah. joins their society and oh, they yeah. stop the war between them and the centaurs, which results in the marriage of their leaders. I do love that, that Gabby, like, literally, I think it's the opening uh, scene. Amazon Queen dies, but in her dying breath gives Gabby the right to the throne, I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly. Yeah, you know what? I don't I don't know what didn't Gabby like try to save her? Yeah. And that was why she Yeah. Yeah. I've always blank on that part, but she does become an Amazon. Yeah, she does become an Amazon and then she starts learning how to swing a stick around and she gets really good at mm-hmm. it. This is where she starts Learning how to kick absolute Yeah. And she is good at it. But also, it ends with an Amazon marrying a centaur. It does end with an Amazon marrying a which, centaur. Which I never really thought about as a kid, where I'm like, the, that's interesting interpretation of the mythology in one hand, but also just an interesting choice on the other. Yeah. In general. It brings to mind the thoughts of, like... Where does the man part end and the horse part begin in terms of, like, man torso, horse torso? Mm-hmm. Like, are there two hearts? Is there a heart in yeah. the man part and in the horse part? Is there a heart in just the horse part? If there's not one in the man part, like, how is that whole laid yeah. out? I have a lot of thoughts about centaurs, just in general. Mm-hmm. How do they work? Mm-hmm. Nobody knows and nobody can agree on anything. It's my brain. I'm- yeah. Do they have two hearts? Or are they like Time Lords? God. <laughs> the women go to Troy, where they meet up with Gabrielle's ex-fiance, who has joined the war effort. Uh, Xena checks in on her old friend, Helen of Troy, who has grown disillusioned with her runaway romance and asks Xena to help her escape her husband. Escape. They completely recast Gabrielle's ex-fiance. That is not who was in the first episode. Yeah, no, that man, like, I've never seen that man before in my life. <laughs> he is way more handsome and a lot shorter. Yes. And who less grating. 
Because he's, like, the worst in that first episode. Maybe she has more than one ex-fiance. <laughs> <laughs> ah, true. Who knows? So, you'd think they would have said that. I think they were just hoping nobody would notice. Yeah. God, imagine watching this show with, like, zero Greek mythology or Greek history knowledge. I mean... Or any of just, like, ancient history. I think it would just be no. very, like, oh, that was a cool story. But there are also some things in here where it kind of feels like you do need the context. Yeah. What's going on here? There, there's guy? certain things Why where it's like, okay. Why is she box around? What's... Like, oh, yeah, they opened the Pandora's box in that episode, too. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. You're thinking of the um, episode with Bruce Campbell. I don't remember which one that was, because I don't remember what Bruce Campbell <laughs> looks like. That's the one with the Ark of the Covenant! No, no, I'm definitely thinking about the, pa uh, the okay, Pandora's no, box. Okay, no, okay, no, I know what you're thinking of. The conflict was the box got away from them, yeah. and um, if she didn't get it back, the box would open. Yeah. It did not open, but it was going to open. Because if it did open, like, there was no way to get Hope back in. I'm pretty sure it was implied in that episode that there wasn't actually anything in the box, though. No, there was. Really? Yeah. No. That's yeah. weird. No, I definitely remember something about... Something is supposed to be in a box, mm -hmm. and Xena opens it, and there is nothing in the box, but... No, wait, yeah. No, there wasn't anything in the box. It was Pandora who was carrying the Hope. In her, not in the box. I don't think so. I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure. I don't. We might have to go yeah. watch that for, episode for reference. Say. It's for reference. Um, for us, it is right after the holiday season, so watching Xena took a long time. It, so it, some of our memories are fuzzy. It has been a very long time. It took us like I, almost two months. I don't to feel watch like it. I'm remembering that part wrong, though. I think I might have been a little stoned, mm. but I noticed it. Like we might have to go back and watch that episode okay. because now we, I'm. Curious. We will double check it. We will double check yeah. that later. Next, Gabrielle learns that of a school for the arts that where she gets a, where we get a clip show, and to watch her rub elbows with Homer and Euripides. I think Socrates might have been there. I can't. I've been trying to remember, but I feel like there was a third guy. It was that. It wasn't Socrates, but I don't think it was Plato. I don't. Remember, the only thing I, I think there were yeah. two. The only were they like best friends too? Mm -mm. No, was no. That a different one? Gabby was became like best friends with the the dude who I think was Socrates, and the only thing I reason I think that is because of like, uh, is it the Socratic teaching method? I believe where like you scan where it's a type of it's like a type of lecturing um, that he popularized or something like that and it sounded similar to oh, like the yeah, issues that, no, he, no, that, no. that character was having with like telling his stories yeah no yeah. i yeah no i think that was socrates okay yeah, I, I can't be 100 percent because when i look at the episode summaries online they don't give that much detail yeah no so i think I it know. was socrates yeah i don't actually remember like much else from that episode but I it do was remember, just a clip show yeah i know but like i do remember there was plots somewhere in yeah. there with her, like, hyping up this yeah. guy because he was having trouble with his, like, mm -hmm. telling, telling the stories. Yeah. Because his dad was, like, putting so much pressure on him to yeah. do it a specific way. To do it a specific way. And she's like, no, do it your own way. And mm -hmm. she spent the whole time hyping him up yeah. to get him to do it his own way. Yeah. And he was going to quit the bard school. Mm -hmm. But she was just like, no, you don't quit the bard school. 
You do it your own way. Live yeah. your best life, bestie. Yeah, he was going to go by, like, a different name, and that's when we learn who he really is. And yeah. I think he was supposed to be Socrates. Yeah, I think so, too. Because... He gave some random-ass name. Because I'm pretty sure Euripides annoying. got name-dropped multiple times throughout the episode, because I kept laughing because of the stupid joke about the Euripides' name. I don't remember that. I don't remember the jokes yeah. about but, Euripides. Yeah. He might have, like, been there. But, oh no, he was. Because yeah. Homer was actually no, I think I'm overthinking the Socrates yeah. thing and he was Homer. Maybe. Oh no. I, no, he was Homer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We're I just confused. have a terrible memory. We both have terrible <laughs> memories, but it was Homer. He was using some <laughs> name. And then at the end he's talking to Gabby and he's yes. like, name's Homer. Yeah. Yeah, okay, we figured it okay. out. Okay. Okay. The oath you were talking about was later, and it wasn't yeah, Socrates. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. No. I'm. I got like historical stuff. I'm sure he'll pop up we sometime have, soon. Yeah. But. We did just recently watch the episode that did have an oath formed by one of those dudes with the long fancy mm -hmm. name. So yeah. I think that's where you were getting that from. Okay. So Gabrielle does kind of get kicked out because she did fake her way into that school. Um, but. They then cross paths with Xena's ex-fiance, who kind of tries to seduce Gabby, too. Yeah. And they join up with, like, a, an assassin looking for an ancient Sumerian uh, treasure that ends up being Ambrosia, oh, the food yeah. of the gods. Yeah, I remember that. And the There one, were, like, two dudes there. Yeah, Yeah, there was, like, an assassin yeah. who joined them on the third. And uh, they end up finding the Ambrosia. And, and then the boys start fighting. Yeah, the two men end up killing each other over it because the whole time Gabby ends up teaching Xena's ex-fiance to, you know, be better after Xena's just so resentful and sees the worst of him. And then he dies. Yeah, <laughs> and they throw the ambrosia into the volcano so they returns to the gods. And then it focuses on the ambrosia slowly bubbling into the lava. And it's just jello. Just jello. It's Ooh. just, it's just. You need to try it's just a, some jello. I do. But it's like, so good. The ambrosia just look like they put jello in like the mold shaped like a lotus flower. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly what it was. Yeah. To be fair, I've had some really good jello. Mm -hmm. Felt like I was eating ambrosia. <laughs> that is a, like, type of salad, fruit salad y kind of thing with marshmallows. Yeah. Okay. Now we're truly going to speed round because we kind of Gotta did a speed round. We are incapable of staying on track, but we're doing our best. <clears throat> okay. Princess and the Popper via Xena. Xena takes the place of a princess and they happen to look identical. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no thoughts, head empty. Bro. I mean, it was fun yeah. seeing scared princess girl trying yeah. to be tough and be Xena. Yeah, that was funny. Oh, and there was this whole romantic subplot where, like, the best friend of her actual fiancé was in love with her and she was in love with him. It was his brother, I think. Yeah, and there was, yeah. like, a fake-out at the end where Xena was actually the one at the wedding because they mm -hmm. figured out the plan and to like, yeah. go across to him. So he was, like, running to stop her, just like, Zena, wait, we need you. They're at the wedding. They're going to take the princess. And she's like, well, did you tell her what you loved her? And he's like, no, what does that have to do with anything? And then it turns out that's the princess. The princess successfully ah! managed to give Zena face long enough to fool him. It was, oh, God. Okay. 
Hades is overthrown, and uh, Marcus, who we forgot to talk about earlier, returns. I forgot where he was earlier. Okay, uh, he showed up earlier. He was, uh, like, an old friend of Xena, uh, who, uh, I forget how he died. I can't remember what episode, but he got fridged for Xena's own development, and they reunite because um, some great warlord steals Hades' helmet, and we get the reprise oh, of yeah. no, the I... warlord from that previous undead episode. And, like, Marcus and Xena just break my goddamn heart. They, are, they deserve to be together! They're so compatible! Because here's the thing about um, Xena, is this- we're not speedrouting. We aren't! <laughs> okay, so, the thing with the, this era of television, especially even if it is strong women, um, is they're gonna have a lot of milk toast love interests, or just okay love interests, but there's gonna be a lot of love interests. Marcus is the only believable one for he's, me personally. He's the good one. Like they, the other ones, it's like they had to put a love interest in there, so they just totally yeah. phoned it in. But with Marcus, it's like he listens. He was a good love interest in a he's, sea of mediocre men. He has demonstrated the capability for change. Yes. And the want to change for the better. Yes. For Zena. He. he and not even just for Zeno, like, he just wants to be a good person. Yeah, he's like, I want to oh. be a good person now. And Zeno's like... And he, like, does everything in his power to get back to the land of the living just long enough to, like, help her. Mm -hmm. And, but then, oh, oh, and Zeno, like, finds out that he chose to stay in, like, Hades and the bad part of the underworld because he didn't feel worthy and she, like, barters so he can go to the Elysian fields. Uh, ah! Why'd they have to kill this one? Uh, I want him to come back! Bring him back! Please! Of all the people who come back, why can't they bring this one? Marcus, he's great. The guy who was wandering around with uh, Hades' helmet, mm -hmm. just killing everyone, yeah. was also fun, but like in the like the yeah. bad way. But he was like unhinged murder mm -hmm. man. Yeah, because he's like uh, he's like an ancient or Greek, an ancient Greek serial killer. Yeah, and his like favorite way of killing is killing brides um, at their ceremonial baths the night before their wedding. Real serial killer yeah. moment. And this guy just stole an invisibility helmet, yeah. basically, mm -hmm. to become invisible and then snuck his way back into the world of the living. Like, yep. buddy, get back down there. You don't need to be here anymore. Go away. Yep. Like, get back in the box, idiot. Okay, next episode... Bruce Campbell pops up. Bruce Campbell is an actor Sam Raimi loves to work with. We gotta watch the Evil Dead movies. I still haven't seen them yet. Hmm. Uh, maybe we'll watch excited. those and we'll know what Bruce Campbell looks like. Maybe, kind of. Oh, that guy. He looks so white, dude. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm not going to remember his face. Yeah. He basically plays scumbag Robin Hood. 
Oh, yeah. And Xena recruits him because they need to infiltrate. Yeah, they need to infiltrate this evil dude's place to get this great weapon. Um, only problem is when they finally get there, their host is murdered. And the weapon was planted in their room to make it look like they killed him. And also, this dude is being so annoying and horny on Maine. Oh, the my whole God. Episode. He's disgusting. They do. Like, they almost get caught with the weapon in their room, and they scare away the dude that was checking in to make sure they weren't hiding the weapon by pretending that he interrupted them having sex, and it was really funny, but so painfully awkward. What Wasn't it a pegging joke? Yes, it was! Yeah! Because Xena was pinning him down yeah. on the bed for being annoying. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was great. All right. Oh, God. The next episode um, is another one of those, of course they did. Oh, wait. Do we go over what the weapon actually was? Oh, yeah. No, it was the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah, it was the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah, it was the Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> wait, isn't that the boat? Ark? No, no. I'm the Ark of the Covenant and Moses' Ark are two different things. Okay. The word is the same, and I don't know if the many ways I, that it is here's used. Here's the thing. So. Okay, here's the thing. I don't really know Christian mythology well, but if I remember correctly, I'm pretty sure... Um, I'm pretty sure that was uh, what they carried through the Wait journey to no. the Holy Land, wasn't, and it produced... Mon I'm just gonna Google it. Wasn't the item actually, like, the Ten Commandments? in the box? No, it was the Ark of the Covenant. Didn't they, like, return it to the people who have bought The Ark of the Covenant the was what carried the Ten Commandments. Oh, the box was the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. The Ten Commandments were inside the box. So yes. The Ten Commandments were the weapon, though, yeah. in that case. The box yeah. was just the box. Okay. The Ark of the Covenant <laughs> is okay. an alleged artifact believed to be the most... Uh, uh, sacred relic of the Israelites, which is described as a wooden chest that covered in pure gold with an elaborately designed lid. Um, according to the book of Exodus, the Ark contained two stone tablets of the Ten Commandments. According to the New Testament of Hebrews, it also yeah. contained Aaron's rod and a pot of manna, which was like their sustenance um, during the journey. Yeah. Yeah, no. I don't really know Christian mythology. Well, you know more Christian mythology than I do. The only time I, I was ever... reading off Wikipedia. The only time the I have ever touched a Bible was when yeah. somebody threw a pocket Bible out of the ring of fire at the fair and it hit me in the head. I only know about the Ark of the Covenant from Indiana Jones. You still know more about it than me. But yeah, no. Then they bring it back yeah. to the people that they were trying to steal it from the guys yeah. to bring back to. Yeah. They stole it first. Um, and it was all very. There was. Yeah, there's so much. The people who wanted it got it back. Yeah. And um, there was a lot of people who got exploded. Yeah. Actually, wasn't it just like one person who got exploded? <sighs> I think so. Yeah, them? yeah. Yeah. Because they person. turned their back on the truth. Yeah. And that was like the warning on it. It, <laughs> it just. Mm. <laughs> it's fun. Mm. And that is immediately followed mm -hmm. by the story of Abraham. Do you know the story of Abraham? No. Okay. Um, that is like um Abraham's the reason they're called the Abrahamic religions, if you've heard that term. 
essentially I don't know what yeah. it means. um this dude abraham was told by god to sacrifice the, his most beloved son oh, in his name it was the son yeah episode. starring okay. carl urban who, i don't know who that is bro <laughs> i know him best as uh dr bones in the star trek 2009 <laughs> Calvin universe of course you know him from Star Trek. You know everybody from Star Trek. He was Trek. in a lot of other things, but here's the thing. I didn't know he was in Dina. I don't. Here's the thing. Watching this show, I literally haven't watched this show since I was like 13. Actor jump scare. It's been 13 years since I last watched it. God. I didn't know who most of these actors were when I watched it the first time. Love that for you. <laughs> it's sort Surprise. of it's sort of like when Gabrielle jump scared me in Criminal Minds. <laughs> Cause she played the mom of a victim. Star Trek jump scare. <laughs> Cause yeah, the whole episode ended up being that Carl Urban. Um, because there's like this commune of um ancient Greeks who uh, are only following the one true god. And um, Abraham has two sons, and his youngest son is his most favored, and his oldest son is, like, super goddamn bitter about all of this, and starts to poison his father to make him more susceptible, and pretends to be God. With a big-ass megaphone yeah. out in the hills. And commands him to kill his youngest son to prove his faith of course it gets stopped mm -hmm. but it gets stopped in a way that implies it was god that stopped him it was because god that stopped him yeah and also didn't some like when they were trying to stop him from mm -hmm. getting his dad to kill his little brother didn't he like get cornered and then jump into a river and kill himself yeah, yeah, yeah. i think yeah i believe so um because he like threw the megaphone he was using and like i think he ended up falling too and gabrielle was spending so long trying to get it trying to get the megaphone but then like this booming voice you know tells him to stop and there's this whole thing at the end where zena's like you know you did really good actually yeah managing to get that megaphone uh, from that precarious place she's like i didn't I'm like what what do you mean you didn't god and there there's so much about I always was like vaguely weirded out by the Christian stuff in this show yeah. um, later on, but watching it as an adult, there's more stuff where I'm sitting here like, wait a minute, what the f- yeah, What like, was that? Why is the Christian God here? Isn't this like a- I mean, but here's the thing. We see Ares and Aphrodite yeah. and Discord, like why not? Yeah, but it's like the way that- Because they... I'm pretty sure we see- um um hindu gods at one point too i'm pretty sure just all gods yeah, exist in this really universe it's weird when xena's influencing christian mythology we see a lot of gods just being around here like basically just people with powers yeah and then like the christian god is just there like being a booming voice from the clouds once <laughs> just like oh hi didn't know you were gonna be here yeah Okay, um, we then get Xena's daddy issues with Ares because Whoa! he pretends to be her father to bait her into going evil again. He had me fooled, literally. Oh up my until god. Land. He had me fooled. Yeah, I know. I remember the moment I realized what episode it was because the whole time I'm sitting there like, I don't remember 
He must die at the end of this. Oh, wait. <laughs> wait a minute. I understand. <laughs> okay, and then we get... Then we get Lord Seltzer, which there's so much. There's so this episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. The biggest thing of note of this episode is that um, Xena gets shot with a poison arrow and briefly dies. And they also defeat the army using pressurized bottles of seltzer. They do. They blast them with seltzer water. And then the next episode, oh God, we learn who shot Cena, because there's been someone uh, going around calling herself Zena as she pillages and burns villages to the ground and kills women and children. Uh-huh, which is something Zena never did. Mm. But it did happen once. One time, because there was this one time where a fire got out of hand. And everyone died <laughs> except for a couple. And uh, a little girl named Callisto, or Callisto, they call her. I, I don't know Whatever. which it is. Who cares which? And, the only yeah. thing that matters is that she's here and she's a girl boss, but in the pyramid scheme kind of Ooh, way. She is unhinged Deranged. and evil. And I love her so much. If she had a Facebook, nobody would be saved. She would just be ripping throats out in all of I those like pyramid so scheme sensual groups. She would be, there would be blood I at the next her. LuLaRoe party. She's the best. And another long term story unfolding because um, this episode sees her um, just wreaking havoc on Xena and, you know, murdering people and leading them to believe that it was. Zena, and then like halfway through, people start like believing Zena mm -hmm. herself is like, okay, somebody's impersonating me. Yeah, and but she I... does capture Callisto, but because of her refusal to let Callisto die, um, Callisto ends up escaping again and kidnaps Gabrielle. Yeah, and that's when people start to believe her. Mm -hmm. Oh my god! Oh my god! Everything happens so much. Oh yeah, and Joxer is there, and Joxer is who was played by. Ted Raimi. Who's that? Sam Raimi's brother. I don't know who that is either. Oh my god, this is Sam Raimi's show, bro. Huh? We talked about that in the beginning. Yeah, but I forgot. Bro. Bro. Oh, it's not even been an hour. I I know. Bro, you're sober. I am sober. I may be stupid. I love you so much. But anyway, Joxer reminds me of Sheldon. <laughs> no, why would you say that? Because it's true. They, you know what happened in Xena when somebody shied away from the truth? He got exploded. Maybe I'll watch Seinfeld when I get home. I don't know why Silly that crossed choice. my brain. I was gonna think maybe I want to watch Big Bang Theory, but then I remembered, no. oh right, I don't want to watch Big Bang no. Theory. Maybe I'll watch Seinfeld instead. I've, I've never actually seen Seinfeld. It's it's okay. Yeah, it's not my favorite, but like I'm not gonna deny that it has an appeal. But, yeah, I know. Jocks are giving me Sheldon vibes, and also he's a dork, and also. There's a lot of really tall ladders in this episode. 
Oh, like, yeah. The entire they, fort of ladders. They straight up built an entire, like, village-sized fort vertically instead of on the ground. Mm-hmm. Like, why? What was the Drama. Point? Drama, but, like, at one point does it get too annoying climbing ladders to want to commit to the bit? I've made tree houses as my base in Minecraft, and you can only climb up a ladder so many times before you get tired of climbing up ladders. Yeah. Also, a lot of delightful physics in this one. Oh my god, yeah. So many physics. There were a lot of physics happening. Honestly, I... God. There is so much drama in the end, because Xena and Kaliso face off to save Gabrielle, who's being hung above a fire or something i can't remember and they're like burning the rope and they're fighting on ladders yes they're fighting on ladders and Callisto ends up trying to kill herself <laughs> like she's holding onto the rope after gabrielle has been saved and she tells her man no don't stop the fire let me fall and Zena saves her Zena saves her yeah. Oh, that this there, whole episode was just so hardcore. This episode had so much drama. Oh my god. Like, actually so much drama. Dude. This is, I think, the most drama since the Aries episode, like the mm-hmm. first one. Mm-hmm. Like, that one had a lot of drama. But this yeah. one, so much drama. And the weirdest part about it is that's not the finale. That's not the season yeah. finale. Like, no, there's two more episodes after yeah. that. <laughs> the next episode, um, we find out why Xena it became the way she was. And we do know that she has a dead little brother. This is where she, we find out she has a living big brother. Mm-hmm. Um, Middle child vibes. Yeah. And we find out that this dude, I can't remember his goddamn name, but uh, this dude who's basically Hannah Montana with mm-hmm. a mask is playing yeah he's playing warlord and king of the same kingdom Mm -hmm. that he's terrorizing he's playing the warlord Um, of like the bandits that he as king is trying to protect quote unquote yeah his kingdom from the girls Um, are fighting it's just one girl yeah and so the whole thing is just xena trying to expose this guy because he uh, is the one who caused the, like, or he's the one who conducted the raid on her village that killed her little brother, mm-hmm. and that turned her into the warlord she became, but also, dro- like, just drove a huge wedge between her and her big brother because mm-hmm. he was scared and he ran away. Yeah. And the whole time, just the girls are fighting. Yep. They are just absolutely butting heads like a pair of rams. Yeah. The whole time, and and Gabrielle is just there, standing between them, like, please, please, yeah, please stop fighting. Oh, Talk yeah. things out. We need a group therapy session. Right after this is the actual finale, which doesn't feel like a season finale. It's still pretty good. It I always, I always loved this episode as a kid. There is like a holy war of sorts happening between two nations, mm-hmm. and they are traveling through the battle zone where they find one of the Amazons, the leader of the Amazons. She was going through with uh, her centaur husband. They were mm-hmm. going to Athens, mm-hmm. and she's pregnant and in labor. Yes, and her husband is dead. He got killed by and the, the soldiers. Yep. So they drag her to this, like, healer's temple. And Xena's just like, you know what? All this prayer and 
it's not actually working. Let me teach you modern medicine, which they call like archaic and yeah, barbaric. Because you're just trying to move people who shouldn't be moved mm -hmm. to an altar to pray over them instead of like actually treating their injuries when like they yeah. show up. Yeah, no, like they show up and this dude mm -hmm. is trying to get some dude onto an altar when he shouldn't be moved. And yep. Dana's like, what the f are you doing? Yep. So they turn it into a hospital. They and, turn it into yeah. a hospital while the dude who's trying to get people onto the altar to pray over mm -hmm. them to prove that his method actually works. Yeah. Is just interfering in the background. Yeah. Doing his best to 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 try to keep people thinking that he's the one who knows what he's doing while Zena's actively out here teaching people how to yeah. give a tracheotomy or mm -hmm. remove an arrow. Or he does a lot of tracheotomies throughout this show. He does a lot of tracheotomies, which, to be fair, in, like, this time period, if somebody's throat's closing up and they can't breathe, like... Or there's, like, a hole that needs to be... Yeah, there, like... There's so there's many. Like, the dude had an arrow through his throat. Yeah. And she gave him a tracheotomy so he could continue breathing. Yeah, it's like, what else are you gonna do when you don't have modern medicine? So she ended and up they used, a lot of old yeah. people. And they used straws so people could breathe for them. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. But also, oh my god. It was like, she was just, she literally turned this healing temple into a literal hospital. Yeah, and there's, like, this subplot where Gabrielle is um, dealing with one of the generals from the other side. Or I think he was actually, like, the leader, but he was disguised as a general or something. He was injured and Zena made him lie about yeah. who he was to yeah. get him into the temple so that they could treat his injuries. And he's just, like, super just not hearing any of it, but slowly but surely... Gabrielle Gab convinces yeah. him to stop choosing yeah. violence. And to, like, end the war. And it ends up working out when Gabrielle puts herself in danger because there's a little boy trapped on the battlefield. So she goes to try and get him and ends up being mortally wounded, to which then Xena tries to treat her. She starts seizing, and Xena, in, like, a fit of rage, starts pounding on her chest like, you can't. Leave me. Like, she has a full-on breakdown Zena over her body. forgot all of her coping mechanisms in that moment. And oh, her God. her meltdown ends up, like, waking Gabrielle up. Because like, she's she pounding on her yeah. chest so much that it started her going again. Yeah, it restarted her heart. And honestly, that episode proves my belief throughout this whole like, season thus far that Gabrielle fell first, but Xena fell harder. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 110%. Yeah. Because, like, back in the Abraham episode, mm -hmm. um, Gabrielle gets uh, drugged. And, oh, I love this scene where, like, she's all drugged. And she's looking at Zena just like, by the gods. And, like, just falls on her ass. Mm -hmm. Like, you are beautiful. Oh, I mean, my God, she is in love. <laughs> Like, from the very beginning, she mm -hmm. was just like, I'm your problem now yeah. to Xena. And then Xena, like, started, like, being okay with it. And then yeah. she's like, okay, scruffs her by the neck. You are my problem. It's, oh, I love them so much. And she it's always like believes when, in the best in Gabby. It's like when there's a little kitten following you. Like yeah. go go back go back home to mama and then it won't stop following you so you just pick it up and you're just yeah. okay you're mine now yeah and oh oh 
they're so in love. Maybe this did feel like a season of yeah it, it, for it, their character arcs. Yeah, it was definitely a very like it, it was like very mm-hmm. focused on like the arc of these characters. Yeah, it didn't have as much drama as mm-hmm. some of the other episodes. Yeah. Until, like, the very end, there was so yeah. much drama packed into that. God, because, yeah, if you look at it, when you look at their relationship, which this show continually tells you, that's, like, what this is about. Mm-hmm. Like, they are the start and end of it. It's about these two. Yeah, and if you look at the relationship from the first episode to the last episode, that's a major change. Yeah, it definitely they, is. They are so devoted to each other by the mm-hmm. end of the season in such a realistic way where, like, it wasn't this all of a sudden thing, but you can see these, like, major steps in their relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where it goes from Xena just protecting this uh, girl to... Who won't leave her alone. Yeah. To, they, they are, are each both, other's problems. They are both the hand and the kitten yeah. held in the hand <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. Both of them. It's like, they're... Because they choose each other. They really do. Because <laughs> Okay, let me put this all in perspective for y'all. But that, like, I haven't watched Xena since I was a tiny, closeted, repressed lesbian. <laughs> who was so... Was compartmentalizing so much that I thought everyone was joking when they talked about Xena and Gabrielle kissing in the show. I saw the clips, and I just sat there in shock. Like, in the last year, I saw those clips, and I just sat there in pure shock because I had zero memory of it because I had seen those episodes. Mm -hmm. And it just disappeared from my brain. Your brain was trying to contain the lesbian to open later, like one of those cans full of snakes that pop open. Oh, my God. Which is actually kind of funny, considering it was within a year of me at least acknowledging that I might be queer because I was sending news to Joan Jet. <laughs> That's so you, core. Oh, sh- we didn't do the intro. Nah, beans. <laughs> Next time on You Got to Know. There is one thing with all of this that I did forget to mention last season because it goddamn jump scared me. <laughs> we were watching one time and just I absentmindedly looked up and I saw a very familiar name, which is Alex F- Kurtzman. He's the dude that literally runs Star Trek right now. It all comes back to Star Trek. <laughs> no, there There's no so escape. Quite literally everything comes back to either Star Trek, Law and Order, or Doctor Who. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening to You Got to Know. Be sure to share with your friends and family. Music by Kevin McLeod.